Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. The other nice interaction that I had today is sort of a continuation of what I've talked about with regards to the longer you're just sitting in one place and sort of become more temporarily become part of the the, the community because they you see the same people over over you know over and over again and you start to just say hi and then saying hi a couple days ends up to actually striking up a conversation. So this morning I had a conversation with the woman and again I also can't remember if I've already talked about this but. There was a woman yesterday, the day before, older woman in her 70s, who felt like she was boxed in by two, her car was boxed in by two um, motorcycles. So I helped her get out of the space. And, you know, that was just a quick, quick, friendly interaction. Well, she's at the cafe almost every day like I am. And so she was leaving today and she came up to me and I don't know why she started talking to me. Can't remember what prompted her to start talking to me, but she just started rattling off something in Croatian. And I kind of waited until she'd finished her her little monologue. She went on for a little while. <laughs> and I mean, the other day, I already told her I don't speak Croatian. So obviously, she just, you know, forgot. Understandable. We're in Croatia. And maybe she doesn't even realize I'm the guy who helped her with her car. Who knows? But, you know, so when she when she was done talking, I said, yep, sorry, I don't I don't actually speak Croatian. Well, she does speak some English. So we had this really sweet conversation where... She um, she told me that she had to go to the neighboring town to get a digital TV, but she doesn't really watch that much TV. She really just likes to have it on for music, but sometimes she does, so she needs to get a new one. So apparently her new digital TV is waiting for her in the village next door, and she had to go get that. Well, that conversation led to, no, she's, she yes, she is Croatian. She stays here for four uh, months out of the year, but she actually lives in Germany. And I see... The uh, the neighbor next door who made all the noise and is just uh, was really really frustrating to me the first week or so that I was here. He's got German license plates as well, so I suggest that during you know less less prosperous economic times here, that maybe a lot of people from here went to Germany in search of work. I suspect. So apparently that was the case for her. She went for some reason. I don't know what the reason was. Maybe she just fell in love with, you know, maybe she's rich and fell in love with a German. I don't know. I don't know why why she ended up in Germany. At any rate, she lives in Germany, comes here four months out of the year. Then she ends up telling me about her daughter who lives in Germany, who also comes here and works because I told her I was working. She asked, you know, about me. I told her I'm from San Francisco, that I'm a writer, that I'm working, that I, you know, I told her my routine, that I work in the morning, go to the beach in the afternoon, work again at night. Had a little conversation about that, and then she explained that, yeah, that's what her 27-year-old granddaughter does. At first, I kept thinking she was saying green green daughter, and I kept thinking green daughter. And then I thought, well, maybe there are elections in Germany. I, I thought, maybe she's talking about the Green Party. And it took me a second, and then I realized, ah, she's saying grand. So her granddaughter works in film, and she comes here, and she can she can work from here, and she's getting ready to go to Ghana. The, this woman, however, the grandma, does not want to go to Ghana. She does not have any desire to go to Africa, apparently primarily because of the mosquitoes. 
I pointed out that there is no shortage of mosquitoes here, but apparently <laughs> she feels that the mosquitoes in Africa are more dangerous. Now, I don't know, maybe she was referring to like dengue fever and some of the some of the illnesses. So I'm laughing, but actually maybe she has a point. The the mosquitoes in some parts of Africa probably could be or are more dangerous than the than the mosquitoes here. Anyway, I thought that was a funny reason. The other the other amusing sort of thing that she said, so a couple of days ago when I was talking with Alfred, talking about where he might be called to, if if anywhere, in the United States, and one of the places he said was Ohio, which really struck me as sort of random and funny, and so we talked about why that was of interest to him. Well, she said she might go to New York. She just volunteered that because her granddaughter is going to New York. She said, you know, maybe I'll go with my grand granddaughter to New York. But she added, and Alabama. And so, again, I just thought, why Alabama? It seems so random that a 77-year-old woman on an isolated, somewhat isolated Croatian island, of all the places in the United States other than New York, Alabama is second on the list. Nothing against Alabama, but it's just Alabama is not the main part of America that gets the most exposure in culture here on in TV and films and things like that. So I was just really curious, why Alabama? It turns out that she is a big jazz fan. So then I said, well, maybe, so you might actually want to go to Louisiana. So I don't know, maybe, I don't know that much about jazz. Maybe Alabama also has a, a big jazz tradition as well. I mean, I know the South, you know, the South, lots of different places in the South, although, of course, we, I would say that um, New Orleans is perhaps most, again, not knowing much about jazz, so I'm afraid to put my mouth, my foot in my mouth here. But New Orleans, at least, is for people like me who aren't that well-versed in jazz, is, of course, what most people, the jazz festival, most what most people probably associate with jazz. So I don't know about Alabama. But again, I just thought that was really cool. And the other thing that I thought was cool is this is just another example, whether it's at the supermarket, whether it's Alfred at the cafe, whether it's this woman now at the cafe. It's just so interesting to get these backstories. You know, because inevitably, the other thing is, inevitably, I've sat there just sort of creating my own stories for them, you know, sometimes just very high level, sometimes more detailed. And so it's interesting to to see, you know, how some of the assumptions you made might have been really wrong and even even sort of biased in a way that you didn't even realize. I mean, just that just that you ultimately you have no idea until you talk, until you start talking with people. So think that's it for the morning. It was a great morning. Free dinner on the way. New friend, new 77-year-old friend that I'm sure I'll see many more times while I'm here. And uh, now it's time to get back to work. The only sort of concerning thing that has happened today that I forgot about is when I came home, you know, about a half an hour ago, I found the door to the, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, courtyard sounds too big, but basically, you know, this property has two houses that are really close together, maybe 10 feet apart. And so there is that space, you know, between the two houses and there is a wall outside and there's a door in the wall. So, so yeah, so the door that opens onto that, let's call it a courtyard. It was open. Now here in this village, I don't have any concerns about getting robbed you know, my, my stuff getting stolen. I'm not worried about that at all. I mean, of course it can happen anywhere. I'm off. I'm also not going to just leave the doors wide open or the windows wide open, but, but that wasn't for a moment. I didn't, I didn't think, oh my God, I've just been burglarized. My fear 
is that after a week of relative peace, that more people have moved in, you know, that there are new guests in that unit outside my front door. I am hoping that the door being open had nothing to do with that. And of course, if there are new guests, it could be a quiet couple. It could be, you know, respectful guests. It could be another writer hermit like myself. And even if there is a guest there, it could be no issue. But I got a little PTSD going on here, I think, from all of the really, you know, disruptive noise issues that I had to deal with when I got here, not the least of which being the screaming, crying children and the screaming, probably crying inside parents who were dealing with those kids. So that's all at this point. I'm just hoping that this does not lead to a to another uh, another saga. One of the challenges that I have with traveling this way, and again, this way being, you know, coming to some place for one month to stop my day-to-day life, to, to get away from my day-to-day life so I can just focus on some really specific projects, is that if I come to some place like this island in Croatia that is also in and of itself really inspiring, so I'm already coming with, with all these, these ideas and things, so I'm not looking for inspiration. When people hear that I'm going on a trip and I'm going to Paris for a month or I'm coming here for a month, they'll say, oh, you're going to go look for inspiration to write. And usually, I already have the inspiration. Usually, I already have the things that I'm working on. So, I don't think I've ever deliberately, I mean, I know I've never gone to someplace deliberately looking for inspiration. For me, the problem is not finding the inspiration. I have more than enough inspiration. Not that you can ever have too much inspiration, but I mean, I'm I'm connected in that way. I've got the flow. I'm I'm listening to the flow of ideas and the ideas are coming. And so, my issue again is finding the time and the space to do something with that inspiration and turn that inspiration into different projects and books and podcasts and whatever. So when I came to Croatia this time, it was in that spirit. I already knew what I wanted to be working on. Very, very specific things and quite a few specific things that I wanted to to make some progress on that I'd been having it, you know, finding it difficult to make progress on at home because of my podcast every week and marketing my books and social obligations and events and different things. Well, one of the challenges to doing what I'm doing, coming someplace so beautiful and inspiring, is that I get inspired to do other things as well. And I don't mean distractions. I mean new projects, right? Like this podcast. (laughs) I was not planning on doing a podcast when I came to Croatia. That was the furthest thing from my mind. In fact, like I said, I was really relishing the opportunity not to be working on my other podcast every week, even though I love doing that podcast, but it's just so much work. I was really relishing this time away from that podcast so I could focus on some other things. And yet here I am talking at my microphone. I don't even know how many episodes I've done because I haven't edited this yet. A lot of episodes, but I'm doing it because I'm loving it because I'm this is this is interesting to me for a lot of different reasons. Hopefully it's interesting to you. If in the end I don't think it comes comes together, then I then I won't publish this. I'm going to wait until I've until I've got the whole package done and then sort of evaluate it then. But I'm I'm loving doing it, and because I was just feeling that have been feeling that inspiration and had different things I wanted to talk about and sort of share and wanted to do so, felt inspired to do so in this medium. 
then I didn't, I didn't want to ignore that. I didn't want to shut that off. I mean, one of the biggest things with regards to inspiration, I think I've already talked about this, is when it comes, you've got to honor it and you've got to do something with it, right? Now, that's not to say I could have just written down the ideas for this podcast. I didn't have to do the podcast right now, but I was just feeling it. And so I just wanted to trust that and go with that and trust that I would find a way to manage doing this with the other things that I came here to do. And I think so far I've been pretty successful at that. In fact, you know, it's given me a a nice sort of balance because when I'm tired of researching whatever I might be researching, then I can come create. And when I'm tired of talking, then I can go write or I can do something else. So it's kind of nice to have this as one of the projects in the mix. But I just have to make sure that since this is not something I intended to do when I got here, that I don't let it take over my time here, which it would be fun just to let it do. I'd love, I'd love it if this was the only thing, my only creative endeavor, the only work that I had to do while I was here. Alas, that is not the case, but, um, but what a luxury and what a delight to find myself with, with more inspiration even than, than, than expected and just to have to figure out a way to find some balance. And uh, I guess in the end, that's just a really good problem or a, a really good challenge to have. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.